Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ajiabiala and Igbo Podcast. Today, we'll be learning about pronouns in Igbo, and our guest teacher is Victor Mwosu. Victor is interested in various Igbo languages and cultures and enjoys researching pre-colonial southeastern Nigeria. He has published a children's book in Ngwa, a dialect of the Igbo language, and is currently writing a light novel series also in Ngwa. The first volume will be released soon. He is a supporter of indigenous efforts to foster Igbo fluency and is excited to bring his knowledge and understanding of the language to this podcast. Victor, no, thank you so much for being here. Oh, then, Ma, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Also, or semester or huro, ekutremia. Eh, ekutre, yes. Okay. Ke maka izugi. You know, onwere onwere Igbo proverb na se me nka kwe kwe watazuike. So there's always something for me to do. I'm always busy. I hear you. Well, again, I thank you for being here and teaching us about pronouns. Yes, about pronouns. Like you said, um. We're going to be getting into pronouns today, and the first thing I guess I would want to start off with is to learn what it is to how to refer to a pronoun. In Igbo, the word for pronoun is nochiaha, and it's a very suitable word because the word itself quite literally means to take the place of a noun or to take the place of a proper name. In Igbo, aha is a proper is the word for a proper name, and in nochi is to stand in place of something. So, nochiaha is basically a, we can call it a noun coinage for taking the place of a proper name, which is basically the meaning of what a pronoun does. Okay. But before we get into to actually pronouns in Igbo, I want to first ask you, if you let me know, or if you know the basic sentence structure in English, at least for a, basic, for a very basic, simple sentence, uh, I believe it's the subject, the verb, and the object. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, if in English, the basic sentence structure is subject, verb, object. You have the subject, which is whoever is in charge of doing whatever activity that's that's going on. You've got the verb, which is what they're what they're doing or what's being done, and then you have the object, which is what's being affected by it. So let's take the sentence, let's take Chijoke, we'll just take a random person. His name is Chijoke, and he will be our subject. Okay. So Chijoke plays ball is now a, is now a very basic sentence that has your subject in the front, Chijoke, and we have the playing, which is what Chijoke is doing, and we have the ball, which is what's being affected by that playing. Um, Chijoke is our proper noun, and the ball is also a noun. It's not a proper noun because it's not a name per se, but it's a noun. So in there we have two nouns. Subjects and objects are typically always going to be nouns. Um, without getting too much into too much detail about the structure in English, I felt that it was important to reference that first because when you look at Chijoke plays ball in English, it almost is a one-for-one -one mirror with how Igbo is at the very basic level. At the very basic level, when we want to say that 
someone is doing something. We do use the subject verb object structure. So for those of us who are learning, it's very it's a very good reference point to remember that at the basics, one at the basics, it's English and Igbo are very very similar. Once you get beyond that, though, things change very quickly. <laughs> so let's not get too let's not get too stuck on the fact that they're similar, but at least understand that it's a good reference point to have. That makes sense. So now, if I were now, you you just gave me an example of Chicho K plays ball. I can give you other examples. Chicho K reads a book. Chicho K rides a bike. Um, if I were to ask you, you know, if I were to ask you to, you know, wam ball without using the actual noun itself, what would you actually tell me? He plays ball. Okay. Because we know that Chijoke is a, is a guy. Mm-hmm. So when we want to refer to him in English without using his actual name, we would say he plays ball. Correct. So in that, when you translate that over into Igbo, the same sentence structure at the basic level is still the same. But then we have, that's when we introduce our pronouns. In English, we would say he, but in Igbo, in this context, we would say oh, and if we go to look at the other examples of Chijoke reading a book or Chijoke riding a bike, we would then come again and say or we'll say so with this sentence, you see that we have the for oh, that's replacing Chijoke. Mm-hmm. But the sentence structure still stays basically the same. Your subject is still first. So now we still have one other now in the sentence, which is the ball. If you wanted to make that sentence again in English, but you wanted to substitute that noun, you wanted to, I guess, nocha aha, the noun itself, how would you say it in English? So instead of saying ball, what would I replace it with? Exactly. What would you replace it with? I said to replace Chijoke, I would say he plays. And so to replace ball, I would say it. He plays it. Perfect. And the same thing would apply to the book. He reads it. It's exactly. The same thing would apply to the bike. He rides it. Exactly. So with that, when you translate that over, you then remove the noun. And you will, of course, still keeping the same structure of subject, verb, object. And then we will replace that it with the ya. Okay. So with that, we do have at least two categories of pronouns. The subject pronouns and then the object pronouns. In this example, we've used both. We used all for the subject and ya for the object. So this is a good time to get into what exactly those pronouns actually are. Nibo, not yaha. The subject and the objects. Um, let's start first with the subjects. Uh, if, if you don't mind, give me the, just give me the list of the subject pronouns in English. Sure. In English, subject pronouns would be I, you, singular, he, she, it, we, you, plural, and they. Exactly. So, translating that over into Igbo, we'll start, we'll, I'll just follow the same list that you just gave me and go down that way. I, Igbo, would translate over as mm. Just a simple letter M. You just make that sound M or M. M or M. Exactly. And now for you singular, 
you would have either e or e. E, e. Exactly. And now when you get to he, she, and it in Igbo, those three, in English, those are three different pronouns. But for Igbo, they're actually a single pronoun. And so we would say he, she, or it by saying either o or o. O, o. Good. And now for the others, for we, it would be any. Any. And for you, plural, when you're talking to more than one more than one person directly, it would be uno. Uno. And then when you're talking about people, when you talk when you're using they, it would be ha. Ha. So, those would be our subject pronouns. Those would be the pronouns that would go. Would, let's say, say, for example, Chicho K plays ball. That o, that o, for for onagba yeah is where you would see those subject pronouns. It's important to remember that these, the mu, the, the un or the mu, the e or the e, the o or the o, the ani, the uno or the ha, are subjects. They go before the verb, they go before the activity. So now that we have our subjects, give me um, the list of object verbs, I mean object pronouns in English. The list of object pronouns in English would be me, you, singular, him, her, it, us, you, plural, and them. Good. So, with this, in fact, I'll just go straight down and then I'll highlight, because there are some differences when you're using... In the, when, you, when you get to the object side, there are some differences in the pronouns. So I'll go straight down and highlight those differences as I go along. When, you, when it comes to saying me, you still use the same mm. In fact, okay. the, the mm, the mm in the subject, at least the sound, is still the same. Okay. You're still pronouncing the same sound. So if you were to say, I am, I am holding it for me, you know. Makam. exactly. If you want to make it a very fluid sentence, makam. But you're still using the same. You're still you're still using the same sounds. Okay. So so now for you singular, still going down the list, we have ge. Ge. Exactly ge. So now when we get to him, her, and it, um, again, if we look looking back at the subject side. It's very similar in that in Igbo, we do not distinguish him, her, and it. Um, the same way on the subject, you have O and O for he, she, and it. Once you get to this object side, him, her, and it is still this. It will be a single pronoun, ya. So each time you want to talk about him, each time you want to talk about her, each time you want to talk about it, it will always be ya. Ya. Exactly. And on the subject side. On the object side. It will be ya on the object side but it'll be O and O on the subject side. That's right. That makes sense. And for us, going down the rest of them, in fact, the majority of the other, the remaining pronouns all remain the same. When you say we for the subject and us for the object, it's still the same any. When you say you plural for the subject and you plural for the object, it's still the same ono. And when you say they for the subject and them for the object, it's still the same ha. Makes sense. So 
let's go into a couple of examples in order to really put this into place. Because I know we just listed out the categories of subject and object verb, object pronouns. And even though it's, it's okay to know that that list exists, it's also important to understand how to use it. Right. Um, so I will give you a few examples in English. And I want to see what you can come up with as far as translating them over with the pronouns and using the pronoun using like the first the first set is we'll, we'll first focus on the subject pronouns okay so the first example i'll give you is he is going so he would be oh and then naga for going exactly. naga. exactly so in that because we know that he he and this is a very basic sentence so he is going the very basic sentence structure meaning that it's going to mirror english as well in igbo so we know that we will put that all at the beginning of the sentence the same way the same place that that he is also in the, in the beginning of the sentence so and we know that we will choose all because all is the subject at least all is the subject version of that pronoun right so another one they draw well so they would be ha, and then so ha nese nkoma or ofuma. Yes, you can either okay. use nkoma or ofuma. They both okay. are, they are I guess synonyms. Okay. And they both mean well, at least doing something well. But you're right. Ha nese nkoma or ha nese ofuma is using the correct subject pronoun for that sentence. Ha. Because you're saying they. Okay. Uh, I'll give you another one. She is the leader. All would be the subject pronoun that I use because all goes for he, she, and it. So all, boo, onyisi? Exactly. <laughs> okay. All boo onyisi. All boo onyisi. You were very correct. All is the subject pronoun to use for she because when we say he, she, or it in Igbo, we are always going to use either o or a. So yeah, that was actually very good. Nice. So we just went through a few examples where we focused on the subjects. And now I'm going to give you a few that are going to incorporate the objects. We'll use chidoke again, for example. Chidoke is apparently a very good example to use. So this in this example, chidoke has it. How would you translate that over? So, chijoke would turn into all, and then it would be ya. So, chijoke exactly. jia. Chijoke has it. Ojia. So now another example. They called you. They would be ha. Our subject pronoun ha. Call is bottle. And then you is gi. Yes, so hap bottle gi. is is where you would take that. You, because it's they, you use ha as the subject. And because you're using you as the object, you would use the gi and not the e or the e. Right, correct. So let me give you a little bit more complicated sentence. 
Chijoke is talking to her. Okay. So, and so replace all the... Yes. Um, in this case... The nouns, the pronouns. Everything, make everything a pronoun. No, no, no nouns and no proper nouns. Oh, nekokuya. You use the correct pronouns. Okay. But the sentence structure itself is a little... It's not entirely accurate. Okay. And it's not your fault because this is actually a more complicated sentence. And this is where we start breaking away from that basic structure. And it's part of the reason why I decided to use this particular example. Because okay. it's important to understand that we will still use the pronouns. But as we begin to make more complicated sentences, the sentence structure changes. So what you have is o neku ya oku. So when it was Igbo, the the object in the sentence will always come immediately after the verb. And in this context, the verb is neku. The oku is what some people call a complement to the verb. Okay. And it just helps to extend the verb meaning, but it is not the verb itself. So the ya will come before the oku. Okay. So are you saying that the verb and the complement that goes together is kwoku oku? The verb and the complement would be kwo oku. Okay, kwoku. Yes. Okay. So in that the verb is kwo. The complement is oku. Okay, so the sentence should be should be ha ne kwoku ya oku. Ha ne kwoku ya oku. No, it would be well since we're using chijoke, it would be o, or it would be o. Okay. Oneku ya oku. Oh, oneku ya oku. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Cool. So now that we've gone through a few examples, let's do some exercises. Uh, I will provide you with a verb and provide you with the subject and the object pronouns that I want you to use to make that sentence. And you're going to put the sentence together based off of the little pieces that I give you. Sounds good. All right. So the verb that I want to start with, let's use mere. Now, mere means did. So when something is mere, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> so now the two pronouns that I want to give you for the subject pronoun, I want you to use they. And for the object pronoun, I want you to use it. Okay. So they did it would be ha mereya. Exactly. So let's try another verb. We'll go with bo. In this instance, I want you to give me the, pre the we'll use the present tense version of it. So we're using na bo. And that bo means call. The pronouns that I want you to use We'll do the subject side for you, singular, and we'll do the object side for me. Okay. So, um, so with nakbo and with with nakbo and the you singular for the subject and for me for the object, how would you make that sentence? Um. You want to try again? Okay, let's see. So the subject is you, 
Oh, okay, okay. So the subject is you. So I wouldn't use gi because that is the object. Exactly. Gi is pronoun the object for side of you. It. Okay, so I would say e, not wom. Exactly. Mm, okay. That's that'll be perfect. In okay. Gi not wom. So for the next exercise, we could try. Give me the subject for the subject pronoun for you, and the sentence I'm looking for is going to school. So, will you and then we'll use the present tense version of it. So, naga ulakuko. Okay. So, give me the subject pronoun to put in that sentence. So, i naga ulakuko. Exactly. Okay. So let's do another exercise now. So it, you've managed to, you've gotten it down where you understand, at least you can identify the subjects and you can identify your objects and you can identify which pronouns to use in the sentence. Can you identify where things sound right and sound wrong? Okay. So I'm going to give you a couple, we'll just say a couple of quizzes, just little pop quizzes here. I'm just going to say a few sentences, and you're going to tell me whether or not a sentence is right and wrong. And if you believe it is wrong, give me what you believe is the correct sentence with the correct pronouns in place. Okay, sounds good. Okay. So the first one I'll do is, Yak Borom. Now remember, the basic, we're still focusing on the basic sentence structure. So if you just reflect back and reference English... To see. Right. Subject, verb, object. Exactly. So, yeah, that would be incorrect putting in the subject. So, yeah, is supposed to be oh, oh, bottom. So, that's incorrect. Perfect. You got that exactly right. Oh, bottom. Took me a second. <laughs> oh, bottom is the exact translation because yeah, bottom, if we use yeah, we know that ya is an object pronoun, so it has to come on the object end of the verb. So it comes after everything else. And because we know we're not using ya at the end, and we know we're trying to say he, she, or it, we would have to change that to a. Okay. The next sentence I'll give you would be onelea. Onelea. That sounds correct. And why does it sound correct? Because all is the subject, and it's the subject pronoun for he, she, or it. Nele is the verb, and I think that's the verb to look, right? Yes, correct. Okay, so nele is the verb to look, and ya is the object for him, her, or it. So he, she, or it is looking at him, her, or it. Perfect. Since you seem to be getting this down, let me give you another one. Maybe this one might be a little more jarring for you. Okay. Uno guarao. No, that's incorrect. Uno guaraya would be correct. That's actually good. Uno guaraya. Because that O should be, if we're, since we're using that O on the, on the object end, because we're trying to say he, she, or it on the object end, we know we cannot use o. We have to use ya. Right. For him, her, or it. Yes. 
Hahurani. Hahurani. Hahurani would be correct because ha is a subject pronoun and aini is works as either the object or the subject pronoun. It's the same aini that you would use. Good. That's perfect. Now the next one. Gimeria. Hmm. Gimeria. Okay, so with this one, I'm a little bit torn. And I'm torn because I know that based off of the, like the basic sentence structure, gi is the object pronoun for you. But I feel like from like life experiences, I've definitely heard people say, oh, gi meria. <laughs> like if you're kind of almost accusing somebody of something. So instinctually, I kind of want to say that it's correct, but then I feel like based off of what you've taught me thus far, it shouldn't be correct. So right now, I'm going to phone a friend, <laughs> and that's you, my instructor, because <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, your instincts are actually very correct. Okay. The, as, far as, the, as far as the lesson so far, Gimiria would be incorrect. It would be improper because we know that the object pronoun for you is ge, and that object pronoun has to go after the verb. But your life experience and your instincts from that life experience is correct because there, there are examples, there are common examples where people will use a sentence like oh, gimiria. But what we have to understand, at least what we can now realize, what we, because of what we're learning so far with the pronouns, we can now come to understand that that agimeria is actually, that ge is still actually an object pronoun in that agimeria sentence. Okay. Because that agimeria sentence is, that a is actually the subject. And that a is a contraction of abo. So okay. that sentence is actually saying abo ge. Mireya. Which then follows the same exactly. Structure. So nothing. It's it's a trick question, <laughs> but the answer is still based off of what we're learning so far. The answers are still that the gate is still an object pronoun. It's just okay. that when we speak Igbo, sometimes we have a tendency to like all languages. You, there are shortcuts when you're speaking, and in this particular case, the shortcut makes it seem like gate is in the subject side when it's really is still in the object. Okay. Good job on that one. Thank you. Good teacher. So to recap and to round up on what we discussed so far in Igbo, the basic sentence structure is very much like English. You have your subject that starts the sentence, the verb that they're doing, that's causing the, the verb, that's the activity, and then the object that's being affected by it. Chijoke plays ball. Chijoke nagba ball. When you remove that, when you remove all the nouns in order to use the pronouns, he plays ball, we have the exact same mirrored sentence in English, in Igbo, that says, onagba ball, or onagbaya, in this case. And with that, we also come to see that there are two, I guess, categories of pronouns in Igbo. Our first category would be our subjects, and our next category would be our objects. The subject pronouns in Igbo would be m 
i e o or o ani unu ha now going over into the object side those pronouns all remain the same with the exception of you and he she or it when you get there those two are the ones that change and you then have m for me ge for you singular ya for him her and it and then anyi unu and ha remain the same awesome <laughs> And this concludes another episode of Algia Biala. Today we focused on subject and object pronouns in Igbo, nochiaha. It is really important that as you listen along, you practice saying these words out loud because you will be so surprised that what you say so clearly in your head might not come out so clearly when you actually try and pronounce it. Also, when people around you are speaking in Igbo or, are, or you're listening to things in Igbo, try and recognize what you're hearing and try and formulate sentences, even if you don't know the correct verbs as much as possible, with these building blocks that we've now given you of Igbo pronouns, Igbo subject and object pronouns. Thank you all for listening. And I thank our guest instructor today, Victor. So in close... As our Igbo people say, Ebo tsui henku, inha ozo kukwa, na kikuya. Till next time, kamesia 